thank you for downloading this podcast from Gaimere Baptist Church. You can find out more about our church at our website, gaimerebaptist.org.au. May God speak to you as you listen. This morning's Bible reading comes from Mark chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everybody. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life? Or to kill. But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Well, good morning. Uh, like Mark, I too am inviting my hairdresser to Carol's, my wife. So uh, will you come to Carol's with me? Uh, before we begin, let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we have absolutely no right to stand in your presence. And yet you invite us into your presence by your graciousness and your love and your compassion. And so, Father, we come to you this morning out of your invitation and we pray that your Holy Spirit will be at work in our lives. And, Father, we pray for this message this morning that it will be clear, articulate, and that it will be sprinkled and infused with your Spirit, Lord. Now, Father, may you speak to us through your holy word this morning. And may we be a people who respond and whose lives are changed as a result. Father, be with us now in this moment, we pray. Amen. Well, this morning we continue our series, We Are Not Alone. And I would like to begin by asking you this question. How have you responded to Jesus in your life? How have you responded to Jesus in your life? If you're visiting us this morning, if this is perhaps the first time you've ever stepped foot in a church, then your answer might be relatively simple. I'm exploring who Jesus is, I am curious about who Jesus is, but to be honest, I haven't actually responded in any way, shape or form apart from coming here today. If you're somebody who has journeyed with Jesus over many years, but perhaps you have fallen away from your faith and you are right now in a place of rediscovery, reimagination and reconnection with Jesus, then that might be your response. Or perhaps if you're someone who has journeyed with Jesus for many, many years, then I suspect your answer might look a little bit like this, that perhaps 
There are times in your life when you've responded positively. Perhaps there are times in your faith journey when you have actually responded negatively towards Jesus. And that there are times when you have had no response whatsoever. When I think back to my own life and my own faith journey, there are definitely times when I have responded positively to Jesus. When I have stepped out in obedience and faith and Jesus has done a work in my life bringing healing and restoration in my own life. There are definitely times when I have responded to Jesus with negativity. There are times in my life when my response has been a response of apathy or a response of selfishness, and I have completely ignored Jesus. And there are times in my faith journey when I just simply have not responded at all. Have you ever felt like that? Where you believe what you hear, and you understand what you hear, but the response is just mute. There is no response. You're just standing there with no reaction, no change whatsoever. I ask this question because in the gospel according to Mark, there seems to be two things that Mark focuses on, perhaps a little bit more than the other synoptic gospels of Matthew and Luke. You see, Matthew and Luke start their gospels talking about Jesus' birth, his childhood, John the Baptist, and it's not until chapter 4 where those gospels begin to talk about Jesus' ministry, about who Jesus is. But Mark doesn't do that. Mark seems to skim over those other areas and jump straight into Jesus' ministry because Mark is focusing on, it would appear, to ask the question and to challenge people, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus and what has he come to do? The second thing that Mark focuses on is that he focuses on and emphasizes the response that people have to who Jesus is. He spends time unpacking the various ways and showing the various ways in which people respond to Jesus. You know, Mark talks about how as Jesus teaches in the synagogue and he casts out the evil spirit out of the man, that people are amazed, that they respond in wonder, but they're also confused. Who is this guy? He speaks with such authority. He acts with such power. Who is Jesus? They also respond with an act of beginning to follow Jesus. As Jesus heals and as Jesus performs miracles, people come from far and wide to see him. People come and they bring their sick and they bring those who are possessed by evil spirits. And there are occasions, as Mark shows, where there are situations where there are so many people who have come to see Jesus that there just simply isn't any more room. You know, four men bring their paralyzed friend to see Jesus, but they can't reach him, and so they climb up onto the roof, and they strip back the tiles, and they lower him down just so that their friend can reach Jesus, responses to Jesus. But then Mark also highlights the response from the religious leaders, from the Pharisees, 
who begin to challenge Jesus on his teaching, who begin to question his motives, who begin to accuse him of his actions. You know, Jesus is accused of blasphemy for saying that he can forgive sins. Jesus is criticized for hanging around with the wrong crowd. And Jesus is also accused of breaking religious rules of the Sabbath by working on a day that is designed for rest. And all of this happens in the first two chapters of Mark. All of this happens in the first two chapters of Mark. Mark is highlighting very early on in his narrative the two tensions that build between who is Jesus and what has he come to do and how is it that people respond as Jesus begins to reveal his ministry to people. And so, as the tension builds, as it builds and builds and it reaches a crescendo, at least in this opening stanza of the gospel, it reaches this crescendo in today's passage. It's not until after this scene that the tension in the story begins to, to be released as Mark shifts his focus. And so imagine with me, imagine with all of that is going on, of all that we have heard in the first two chapters, as the tension builds, as people have questions as to who Jesus is, imagine being there on that Sabbath. As people begin to gather in the synagogue, there's a sense of excitement in the air. There's a sense of anticipation. What's Jesus going to do? What's Jesus going to say? Is he going to do anything outrageous and radical? And amongst the group of people, there are those who have come primed and ready to accuse him once again. And as they come into the temple, as they come into the synagogue, they notice this man with a crippled hand and they think, ah, is Jesus going to heal him? Is Jesus going to heal him? Because if he does, then we have a basis for accusing Jesus for, for working on the Sabbath. And so just feel that tension. Just feel that atmosphere. You can imagine it, can't you? It would be so thick that you could just cut the atmosphere with a knife. And so as people gather and as everybody prepares, Jesus rises and he comes forward and Jesus takes center stage. And as he does, a hush falls over the crowd. What's he going to do? What is he going to say? And so Jesus speaks. And he addresses the man with the crippled hand. And he says, come, come. Stand here before everybody. How would you respond if you were that person in that moment? How would you respond if you were that person in that moment? You know, as, as I think with my Western 21st century mind, I think, 
Well, of course you're going to get up and go to Jesus. It's Jesus. Don't you know who he is? He's the Messiah. He's the Savior. He's the one who's been sent by God. He's, he's come for us. But just remember, this is so very early on in Jesus' ministry. People are still trying to figure out who on earth is Jesus. And so what, what would you do? How would you respond in that moment, in that time? And remember, remember there are Pharisees within the crowd. There are those who have already begun to accuse Jesus. And the narrative of today's story already highlights that they are primed and ready and looking for an opportunity to accuse Jesus once more. So do you really want to be that person that is caught in that circumstance? You see, let's think about it. This particular man has been isolated from his own community of faith already. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law, those who hold a position of leadership within that synagogue have already decided that they are more concerned about what is right under the law than they are concerned about sharing compassion and love to a person who is in need. The Pharisees have already decided that they care more about what is right under the law than sharing and expressing compassion and love to somebody who is in need. Is there any way, shape or form that that situation resonates with us today? Are there any situations within the Australian within current Australian context, where Christians have been more concerned about what is right under the law than expressing compassion towards those whom they are called to love. It's a very confronting question. But it's something that I think we really need to ask ourselves. Because Jesus' anger towards the Pharisees for their hardened hearts and their behaviour has serious implications for us as well. And so we really do need to think, is there really any situation where our current cultural context is actually in any way, shape or form in line with the hardened hearts of the Pharisees And so Mark highlights this tension between who is Jesus and what has he come to do and the response that people have to Jesus' arrival on the scene. And Mark is beginning to express that Jesus is not only revealing his power and his authority as the Son of God, but he is expressing his mission he is expressing God's fierce compassion for those who are in need. And this is what Mark is beginning to highlight for us. This is the characteristic of who Jesus is. This is part of God's mission. This is part of Jesus' mission. 
to show compassion and love to those who are in need and to those who are isolated. It encapsulates the greatest commandment of loving God and loving others. You know, it is Jesus who casts off his own welfare under persecution, under questioning, and under pressure. He casts off his own welfare to eat with sinners, to reach out to the woman who is alone at the well because she has been an outcast of her village because of her own behavior. It is Jesus who dines with Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who climbs the tree just to get a glimpse of Jesus. And it's the criminal on the cross who turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus replies, truly I tell you, Today you will be in paradise with me. Jesus, as an expression of God's radical love and compassion, reaches out to people. And he reaches out to people who are in need and people who have been rejected and people who are isolated. As we sung this morning... No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. And so the question remains of how we might respond to Jesus reaching out to us. We know how the Pharisees responded. Upon healing the man, they go away and they plot to kill Jesus. But what about the man with the crippled hand? On Jesus' instruction, he comes forward. Can you imagine the bravery, the courage, and the faith that it takes to actually come to Jesus? And as he stands before the synagogue, and Jesus says, reach out your hand, he begins to reach out and his hand is restored. So what about us? What about our response to Jesus? Jesus reaches out to all of humanity and his compassion and desire is to bring about healing and restoration and reconciliation with God to all who are in need. And so what about us? What is it that we have in need? What is it that we need Jesus to come in and to bring and to begin and to work on in our own lives? Tension within marriages, conflict between parents and children, those who are feeling isolated and lonely, those who are wrestling with addiction, those who perhaps have a sense of entitlement, those who are struggling with commitment, those who always need to be in control, those who feel lost, overwhelmed, disheartened, In what areas do you have a need? 
If you're sitting there and you're thinking, I've never had a need. I've never had a need before Jesus. Then perhaps the need is actually the need for uh, dispelling and getting rid of ignorance. Or perhaps the need is to shine a light on our own narcissism. We are not alone. We are not alone. Jesus, through his fierce compassion for those in need, is reaching out to every single one of us. And he meets us in our place of need. And he is willing and ready to begin a work of healing and restoration and renewal in our lives. So how will we respond? How will we respond? At the end of our services, uh, we have been providing an, an opportunity to respond to the message that we have heard. And so I'm going to invite Mark Coleman, one of our associate pastors now, to come and to lead us in this space of response. And as he comes forward, I invite our worship team to come forward as well. Thanks, Brett. May I invite you to stand with me now? And sometimes we miss the simple act of of standing is a moment of us expressing our commitment to respond to what God is inviting us into. And I really believe that God has an invitation for us specifically this morning. Uh, In a moment, we are going to be singing again, and that is another opportunity for us to make a commitment, a declaration, uh, to, to join in together singing our declaration of what we believe about Jesus and what he is inviting us into. But I also want to give us another opportunity to respond specifically to the message that Brett has brought us this morning. Brett asked the question, who is Jesus and what is he here to do? Who is Jesus and what is he here to do? And, and we see in the Gospel of Mark more of what uh, Mark is trying to highlight for us that Jesus is all about. And as Brett suggested, Jesus is all about coming in compassion. But he also invites this man to stand uh, in an act of, of courage. to to kind of step out almost in faith in that moment, to stand before this crowd and and actually publicly declare his commitment to, to Jesus, to his belief that Jesus is the one who can bring healing for him. Jesus is inviting us to bring our brokenness before him. And we take an opportunity to pray with each other at the end of every service. And sometimes familiarity can breed contempt. You may hear that invitation. Prayer will be available at the front. And you think, okay, that's, that's nice for some. But may I encourage you this morning to be listening, as I invited us to at the beginning of this service, to that still small voice of God and his Holy Spirit. Where is he inviting you to bring something before Jesus? Where is he inviting you to bring an element of your brokenness before Jesus? 
because we who uh, will be standing here at the front would love to pray with you about that. Where do we need Jesus to work in our lives? Brett mentioned marriage tensions, conflict with our kids, sense of entitlement, struggles with commitment. Maybe we are feeling lost or disheartened. And alongside these things, maybe you're standing there this morning feeling so blessed by God. But you're keen to know where he is inviting you to show and extend his compassion in your community. And maybe you want to come forward and invite Jesus to speak to you as you stand and pray with someone about that. So in a moment, we are going to sing. I'm going to invite the prayer team forward now to come and stand here at the front. Please listen out for that still small voice. Receive Jesus' invitation to come and bring our brokenness before him. Or to ask him, where is he inviting you to extend compassion in your community?